live back in the frigid attic of a barn studios. It's the Asylum Football Sunday Inside Slant. We are Flinger and Briggs coming to you live from the posh penthouse studio here in beautiful Harrisville, Pennsylvania. It is a Sunday morning Inside Slant with Flinger and Briggs brought to you by Oh, Rosemary yeah. Lane. That's right. Our, uh, the our modern, sponsor. Yes, the modern farm market of Harrisville, Pennsylvania. Call in 646-478-4679. Get your questions in. The mailbag is stuffed full. It's overflowing. So call in, tweet, whatever you have to do, at Asylum Football, and yeah, we'll, uh, we will get to them. We'll keep an eye on all of that. So let's get to some of the headlines, some uh, starts and sits before things really get ramped up for the chat room gets going. Looks like Ronnie Hillman likely to go, Rick. I was telling you right before he we went on the air, he's me a Brian Westbrook. Never practices, always questionable, always a game time decision, and then he always plays. Yeah. So I hate to waste any more time on this. I know we did it on Wednesday. I liked what I saw last week with with C.J. Anderson in the backup role. I said right here on the slant I thought this would actually be a benefit to him. What do you make of the whole Ronnie Ronnie Hillman, C.J. Anderson situation now? I mean, this is talk about a moving target. What do we make of it now? Yeah, it is a moving target, and I think it's an evolving moving target. Oh, uh-oh. And um, we're blowing up. Yes, sir. We go. We are. We get personal well, calls during the slant as well. <laughs> we can't get our friends to call into the caller line. They just call our cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Can't expect us to talk to them on the air <laughs> via cell phone. I'm not- but, it, but it is. It is a, a moving target, I think. And I don't know. It, it, it's RBBC all the way through. And I think we will see, just depending on how things go, I, I think it's going to go back and forth. Right. I think you're going to have Hillman have a big game. I think you're going to have Anderson have a big game. I think you're going to see, you know, a, a pretty even split here or there. Right. Look, this deep, this defense is carrying this team. They're figuring it out on offense. I mean, we saw Peyton Manning have over 300 and some yards last year or last week. No touchdowns. But coming off the bye, I mean, he's starting to throw a little more. But that running game is going to have to stay rolling. And, right. and I think it's going to... And I think it takes both guys to do that. I do, frankly. too. I, I, I think you're right. I think this not having the pressure of being the number one guy, because I clearly he's just not a fit as an every-down back in this Kubiak offense, which is fine. So I think this redefined role, as things go forward, as they struggle, I think if you find games like today, I like C.J. Anderson quite a bit today. I think you're, they're going to be able to pass the ball. Peyton Manning's going to be able to fling it around. You're going to be inside where the weather's decent. He's back in Indy, with, which, look, I think he's above any type of revenge game or anything like that. This is Peyton Manning. Yeah, I generally like these guys going up against their all team. But this is also Peyton Manning in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken, Rick, needing 270-some-odd yards to break Favre's all-time record. It's going to happen. It's going to happen today. Well, I can see. and Yeah, you're talking about revenge. I don't don't see that. But I'll tell you what, with the debacle that's going on with the Colts right now, that's Peyton's house. And when he gets out on that field, I think he's going to feel the cheers and the energy from the away crowd. And he's going to have a good game. Hey, you know what? I think we have our boy on the line. Oh, all right. Uh, We were wondering if we'd hear from Jersey this morning. Let me get over without knocking the whole system off. Jersey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, some questions, if you don't mind. In my PPR, I'm 7-1. The only problem is I got 6.2 points from Hill. 
and 5.2 from Benjamin. The guy I'm playing got 9.6 from Bernard. Here's my dilemma, man. Ever since I lost Bell and Foster, man, I've lost 40 points a week uh, on it. Here's what I got. I, uh, my options, I have Kayvon Austin in as my flex. The only other, and it's a PPR, the only other options I have. I have Watkins, but i got to see what he, he does first. I got Sims, who's intriguing against against Giants, and I got Thompson, who's intriguing running back for Washington against New England, which could be, you know, something there. But again, I got to see him play. I guess so. Out of and I picked up Theo Riddick for next week. Um, so basically, it's Thompson, Sims. I can't I can't trust Watts this week, Sammy. Um, and I got Austin in and out. So I'm still with Austin as my flex to keep early. Oh, that, that that's a tough one, Jersey. I, yeah. oh, cause you, I'll tell you what, if you need the high upside, Rick, stop me if I'm going off the rails here. Because I think I'm going off board. I agree with you on Watkins. It looks like he's going to be active, but I, I'm with you. I'm going to take a wait and see on him. Sims is interesting. You just wonder at any given week, does that offense just get completely shut down? I actually like Doug Martin. I think we see a lot of Doug Martin. So, for me, this is Tavon Austin, Chris Thompson, I think Tavon Austin is the, the safe play here, probably the smart play. But in a game yeah. where there's going to be a ton of garbage time, he's finally healthy. Alfred Morris is a disaster. Jones has disappeared. In a PPR league, Rick, Thompson's intriguing to me. And I, I might lean that way if I'm sitting here and two of my top plays after Thursday barely scratch 10 points here. If I need an upside, it might be Thompson. But kick me under the table if I'm getting off the rails. No, I mean – you know, look, it, it's not an enviable position. I, I'll tell you that right right off the bat, and I, you already know that. I mean, if, if 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 you're sitting pretty in your league, you know, I might just go with awesome because it is a safer play, but if you're really needing the win and you're needing the upside, I, I might have to defer to Thompson. But either way, is is close, and I, I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't I don't really need, you know I, to me the safe play is awesome I have to go with Rick and the upside probably is with Thompson so I think you have to make the choice whether you want to gamble a little bit to to go for it or, or you just kind of want to stay pat and, and be but, the safe play. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to figure. I'll probably go with Austin. He's been consistent the last four weeks. Benjamin, I don't think I'm going to be playing much anymore. So like I said, he'll. It was my second pick. So disappointing, you know. After losing Bell, was my first pick, and then and then uh, Foster. So again, I picked up Riddick. I dropped Devontae Adams. But Riddick, I'm going as a PPR they're going for. I might have to fucking play him. All right, I'll keep watching. My other question to my Shannon League. I'm two and six. I won two in a row, man. I'm on the roll. Uh, the guy I'm playing got five points from Hill, three point five from Barnage. I got I got uh, Lewis in there now. And I also have Stewart in. I also have McFadden. So McFadden, Stewart, Standard Lake. And also I have Mike Flynn as a receiver and Hearns in. So basically it's between Hearns and Willard Sneed as my other receiver. I can only start two. I need one of them. And I need either Stewart or McFadden. I need one, one of them. And then I have to do me. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're set up right on your wide receivers there. Um, being a standard league, I think Deion Lewis has a big game, even though it's a standard. I think Darren right. McFadden is going to be reliant on, on PPR. McFadden is, in my rankings, a full ten point or ten spots higher in PPR leagues than in standard. You know, Jonathan Stewart. You saw what 
the, the Broncos running game did against Green Bay. They are bad okay. against the run, and I think they're going to see a heavy deuce of Stewart. So I'd stick with Lewis and Stewart. Now, Rick, okay. this one's interesting, and I'm going to let you start this one. Hearns and Sneed. you got Hearns going up. I don't know if it's going to be him or Robinson finding themselves on Revis Island, who got exploited a little bit last week, that Jets secondary, or Sneed with McCourty out, who's got himself a pretty good matchup today with that offense back on track after last week's absurd performance. Hey, I, I'm all over Willie Sneed, to be honest with you. The the You know, the only thing, and it's been a history of this with New Orleans, is Breeze likes to spread it around. But, you know, I tell you what, the, the upside with Willie Sneed and that offense, especially with McCourty out, I, I'd have a hard time benching this guy. Yeah, and I, I agree 100%, Jersey. With McCourty out, I think everybody takes a bump up there. I think that they're able to fling the ball a little bit. Hearns? Hearns is making his bones by getting in the end zone, and there's every possibility that happens again. But if if you look at the receptions and yards, it, it's just not impressive. Over the last several weeks, two for 53, two for 30. He had the big game five for a buck 16 against Tampa back in in early October. I think Sneed's the play here. You're, you're sitting two and six. You need a win. You need the high upside. Hearns would be yep. a safe play. You're hoping he gets in the end zone. But I think Willie Sneed is a big part of this offense this week. Yeah, because Hearns, like I said, the talk of Robinson might have, uh, what's his name on it, Revis, but you never know. And like you said, Hearns, and I, I got Watson. I actually pulled the trade. I gave, I gave, I gave a guy uh, Lacey and uh, somebody else, and he, he gave me Ben Watson, and he gave me, and he actually gave me, uh, uh, what's his name, Giannis Bernard, which I really didn't need another running back. But again, this family league, this well, man, not my family. What the guy did? The guy gave his brother Barnage, right? He gave him Barnage and uh, some retarded record, running back, and he gave his brother uh, uh, West, you know, from Kansas City, and cropped it. I'm like, yeah, this wasn't even close to being a fair deal. But the other <laughs> brother, two weeks ago, gave him Gurley, and then he gave him Latavius um, uh, uh, Murray. So I'm getting out of this movie after this year. This one, the PTO is a good league. This one's just retarded. So, again, oh, last question Junior wanted me to ask you. Junior's 4-4. Four four. He's won four in a row. He's got about 185 points. He put up 200 some points again in both wins. He's doing well in the top league. His question is, um, he has he has Hornets, but he also has Earth. Here's the thing. Week 11, Tampa Bay's playing Philly, I think, in Philly. His question was, does he drop Earth this week and pick up uh, – that, that that tight end for Tampa Bay, but Philly right now is number two against the, against the tight end, and I don't think that Jenkins, Sutton Jenkins, is playing this week. He already played Carnage, but he's looking for like week eleven. Does he does he pull a thing and, and drop Ertz and use uh, that guy from Tampa Bay in week eleven since Carnage will be in a bye or did he stay put? Keep your list. That was his question. For two weeks before Jenkins went out, he he proved to be Jameis Winston's favorite target. Ertz, everything on paper, and I through some bye weeks when Martellus Bennett was off, was that last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, I plugged Ertz in and, and he robbed me. He's so touchdown dependent, I agree. And I think Jenkins, for the last two weeks, they, they've taken it down to the wire whether or not he was going to be back. I've got to assume he's back by week 11. So I'd pull the trigger yeah. on that deal. Him being the him being the favorite target for uh, for Winston for a one week deal. I mean, you're going to play. He's going to play Barnage every week except for week eleven. So yeah, right. definitely, I make that move without even 
thinking twice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at Ertz. I mean, look, I I bought into Ertz in a few leagues early on. Um, I have nothing. I I don't have him in any leagues any longer, and and I'm glad I don't. Look, he has no touchdowns. He only only has 24 receptions. So, uh, yeah, Jenkins is certainly the smart play. You know, keep Barnage in there. He's still, you know, he had a crummy game this past week, and you dodged a bullet in that one leg. But, you know, I think he's going to be back. He's a real deal. But, yeah, dump Ertz and pick up Jenkins. I think that is a very smart move. Hey, and do you think it was a smart move? Because with my receivers in my, in my 7-on-1 leg, hopefully I'll be 8-on-1 this week. But when I took the hit with my two running backs going down for the year, you know, like the receiver-wise, um, I mean, you know, I have Austin, I have Cooper that I start every week, I have Benjamin, and I have Sammy Watkins. I dropped um, Devontae Adams and I picked up uh, Rick. Because the problem is my running backs is I'd have Riddick, I'd have Thompson, I'd have Sims, I'd have um, Dion uh, Lewis, and I'd have Hill. You think it was a smart move? But I'm really – running back killing me right now. I'm losing uh, Le'Veon Bell and uh, Foster. That was a good move to pick him up. Yeah, I think no doubt about it. Riddick really flashed there for a while. He's kind of cooled off. You just wonder if it's the – the hot and cold of that Detroit offense in general, but any move that involves dropping Devontae Adams, I, I'm in full favor of. You pick up Riddick if you get yourself in a bind some weekend, or you got bad matchups, or you got bye weeks. Right. Riddick's the guy you can you can slide in there, and he isn't going to take a zero for you. Devontae Adams just hasn't lived up to the hype that that he received when when uh, Jordy Nelson went out. So, yeah, I think that's a wise move. You don't need Adams load up when you get in these running back situations. That's a tough spot, man, losing both Bell and Arian Foster, oh, losing two studs I like love, that. Love, You're going to have to yep, play the I match. Love, yep, I love 40 points, almost 20. Each, each right, no doubt. But, you know, that's stay a, away from Adams. I, I, I tell you what, I mean, we – We've we've been bashing this guy and maybe unrightly so, but the thing is he's – yeah, this guy in the second coming of Jordy Nelson. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be getting all these high hopes with this guy. Yeah, he, he really disappointed me. I got hung on him getting him early, but sometimes you want to lose championships by gambles, and that gamble right now apparently didn't, didn't, didn't work out. So, uh, But I'll tell Junior definitely, because right now I'm up 11.4 to 9.6. I'm supposed to win 112 to 89. My guys do what they're supposed to do. And know less than that, and his guys are doing no less than that. So we'll see what happens. But I'll tell Junior to pick up uh, uh, Jenkins there. And again, guys, I really appreciate the advice you guys give me every Sunday. You keep me rolling. I best luck to you guys this week and your leagues you're in. And we'll talk again next Sunday. And thanks for your help. Both Junior and I appreciate it. Have a safe day. Take care. All right. Good, good to hear All from right, you, Jersey. Jersey. Thanks, thanks for buddy. calling in. Good luck this week. All right. Let's get caught up in the chat room a little bit. We have a PPR flex question. All right. Um, yeah, we need a PPR flex from Woodhead, Moncrief, Cooks, or Rashad Ma- Richard Matthews. I was done when you said Woodhead. Yeah, I am This too. guy in PPR format, Rick, if I'm not mistaken, is the three, number three, number four wide receiver in the, or running back in the yeah. league. Yeah. Going up against Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That, those other that, – that's a nice team if you're choosing between them for a flex. So, yeah, I mean, well played there in the You know, with, with Hilton out, Moncrief's interesting. But, man, I tell you what, Woodhead is just such a part of this offense. And yeah, we say that with Moncrief with – And now Keenan Allen's out. out. But let's ask uh, you know, ask Aaron Rodgers. Let's ask uh, Randall Cobb. 
you wonder, are they the way Andrew Luck, his new favorite thing oh, is exactly. to throw interceptions, right. is Moncrief, because now he's the number one. Yep. So now you got Moncrief, Andre Johnson, and seven guys named Steve yeah. out there. You're going to take Moncrief away. It should be a better matchup. He should see more targets, but they're going to struggle. Woodhead is just a stud. I agree. Going against that defense, you brought it up, Keenan Allen being out. He's going to be an even bigger focus in that offense. I agree. All right, now we have a standard question. And we have – okay, we need two from these four. Oh, okay. my pen out. All right, go ahead. Amari Cooper. Yes. Rashard Matthews. Okay. Jordan Matthews. And hmm. Dez. It's Cooper and Dez. I think – Yeah. Cooper and obvious. I think Cooper is a huge, huge play this week. I, I don't think – he better have a big day. I don't think there's a daily – league that I entered this morning that didn't include uh, Amari Cooper. You look at that Steelers secondary, how bad they are. One thing we might want to get into when we get into starts and sits, and I know we have some in the mailbag. While Crabtree's been interesting, where the Steelers tend to struggle is against that big number one receiver. I don't know if their philosophy is this guy, we he's going to beat us. Let's take away the secondary parts. I'm not real high on Latavius Murray this week. I'm not real high on Crabtree. There's yeah, name somebody else in that offense whoever scored all the touchdowns last week. But Cooper, you see, you saw AJ Green have the big week. You go back through time, you saw Edelman have the big week in Week One. They tend to try and take away the secondary players, take their medicine, and they stink in the secondary. So it's Cooper. I keep waiting for Jordan Matthews to bust out, and I think he almost has to at some point. Yeah, Rashard Matthews is interesting. He just keeps doing it. But you got Dez, you've waited, you've been patient. He's got a game under his belt. I'm certainly still nervous without without having Romo out in my line or having Romo out there. But I think this is the week. It's prime time. I think he's primed. He's going to see more plays. The pitch count is going to be a little deeper. I'm going to roll with Dez here. Yeah, I'm going with Dez as well. I mean, you brought up a point. I'm waiting for Jordan Matthews to break out. But, you know, I'll pose a question not to you because I'm talking to you, but Name a receiver that has broken out with Sam Bradford as quarterback. Well, there's there's the issue. And, and, I think and I'm I, really starting to lose the luster for Jordan Matthews. Not that it's his fault, but I've never believed in, in Sam Bradford. Well, well, it is. I'm going to cut you off there, Rick. Drops has been a, has been a huge new. Yeah, weird, I know, right? Drops have been a huge issue for him. And we find out now he had dealt with something. I don't know if something was broken in his hand or a broken finger. I can't remember. I got so many papers here. I'm not going to shuffle through them. He was dealing with a hand issue. They're claiming it's healthy now. So he was getting his targets. Bradford's going to miss him, and you're not going to see the 8, 10, 11 catches we expected out of him. Whether we saw in week one, quite frankly. But he's getting targets if he's making those plays. And quite frankly, Rick, if they go out and lose this game to Dallas today, which I think is a, a strong possibility, I think you see Mark Sanchez. Now, you don't think the butt fumble is going to come in and save your season. But what I do think is, is last year he had himself a little rapport with Jordan Matthews. So I'm holding on hope there. I'm not cutting him. Right. I'm not giving him away for nothing. I know I actually took him back from you in the trade we made here on the air was it last Sunday or last Wednesday, yeah, the, whenever uh, that was. Odell Beckham. Right. Right. And, uh, doesn't matter. You got you guys all heard it. So so for that, I think Jordan Matthews can come back. But for this question, I'm Ray Cooper, no question about it. And it's close between Rashard Matthews and Des Bryant. Matt Rashard is the is this real safe play here. 
He keeps getting in the end zone. I don't like the Buffalo matchup. I think Dez is healthy. He got that game to get his confidence back, to make his cuts. Even Matt Castle can get the ball to a Dez Bryant because he's, he's got about a six-foot halo around him. If you can put yeah. the ball within that six feet, Dez is going to make the play. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to go with Dez, obviously, Amari Cooper as well. Okay, we need one running back in PPR All right. from McCoy, McFadden, Hillman, or Gore. All right, I'm, I'm writing this down. Hillman was third and Gore. Right. All right, so I'm going to scratch Gore off. I'm not messing with that Denver defense no, anymore. I learned not my either. lesson there. Uh, I'm going to throw Hillman out. I want to see how that offense all works out. looks like he is going to be a go, but he hasn't practiced much this week. So I think you see a full split with C.J. Anderson. So it comes down to McFadden and McCoy. Boy, so hard to sit down with Sean McCoy. But in a PPR, I'm going with Darren McFadden. He has been about the only weapon that that your boy Castle could get the ball anywhere near. He's a lock for six or seven catches. I think it's a safer play. I, I quite honestly do. Carlos Williams is back in Buffalo. I think when that offense was rolling a little bit, they were splitting workload uh, a bit, and even with, with old Booby, who who I scream about on the air a lot. I can tell you're you're feverishly typing and trying to no. find an argument here. I, I'm going to go with McFadden. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the logical play. I mean, you're Ronnie Hillman's still questionable, but still you know, expected he's to gonna play. He's going to go. But McFadden has 20 receptions. You know, Hillman has a seven. And they're not too far away in, in yardage. And I think a lot of it's to do, obviously, with the split with Anderson. I agree. McCoy, you always want to – oh, man, oh, yeah, it's, it's Shady McCoy. McCoy, for Christ's sake. Yeah. yeah I, I get it. I but I know. I think with that Philadelphia defense, so I think I'm going McFadden as yeah. well. And, and, and quite frankly – it makes you sick to say it. How it often is. have all of us been burned by Darren McFadden over the last six years? It's terrible. It is. And but it's, it's, if this was standard, I'd tell you McCoy. Or it, we, it's kind of like the, the tweet that the Scott Fish, our boy, put out earlier today. You know, I never thought I'd be asking this, but Tyrod Taylor or Andrew Luck. I mean, you have to play. I mean, yeah, maybe a Luck will come back and burn you one of these weeks and maybe – you know, a, a McCoy's going to have a hundred. You know that breakout game and right. kill you. But you have to play logically. These guys are doing nothing, right? And, and exactly. right now, you have to go with McFadden. I think it's a smart play. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Especially if this was a non PPR, I think the answer would be different. But in a PPR, I think you write down five catches. So there's if it's five for thirty yards, there's eight points you write down before yeah. you even start that, that game. Those games are usually wild. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. What up? to have on Sunday night football. They got to give up on this NFC East fight. Give me an interesting game out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand. You know, I mean, nobody predicted that division would be this bad, but it's every other week. It's these NFC East matchups. And I understand you want to get Dallas on there. They're probably one of, if not the biggest TV market across the country. But God, I'm so tired of them. And now when they're bad this year, they're unwatchable. Right. Although you don't know what's going to happen. Something, nah, they may something weird win 35, 30, and or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, anyway, something weird will on. happen. All right. Anything else in the chat room? Or are we all I caught think we're up? caught up. Let's get moving. All right. What time is it here? It's about 20 after. Uh, other headlines, we, I think we said 100 times, T.Y. Hilton looks like he is going to be out. Sammy Watkins likely to play. Jersey brought that up. Brandon Marshall expected to go. If Brandon Marshall goes, play him. I know we'll have a bunch of 
Brandon Marshall questions, the answer is play him, especially yeah. against Jacksonville. And especially and, since Ryan Fitzpatrick is supposedly going to start. Yeah, that's that's so, big news right there. You exactly. don't want any part of Geno Smith. The well, only other one I wanted to add, well, Austin Sparing Jen- Jenkins, we talked about him with Jersey. Doesn't look like he's going to go. Deshaun Jackson expected to go, Rick, and he came up in the mailbag a little bit. Where are you at with Deshaun Jackson? Today? <laughs> you know where I'm at with Deshaun Jackson. I don't like the guy when he's healthy. I well, want no part of him. And who are you going to start him over? I mean, I mean that that's the old shtick that we always do. But, I mean, you have to start going. To, am I going to start him over Roddy White? Am I going to start him over yeah. you know, Amari Cooper? You know, I mean, this is where you have to – well, I, that was just the, I know, I know. You know, yeah, but but that's the point. You know, you really all have to work your way down. And all right, here's one, Rick, in the mailbag. I flipped in real okay. quick. We'll jump ahead just uh, as part of the conversation. And plus, they're playing New England. Well, and that's what makes it interesting. Right, you know, garbage time. They're going to be taking chances. Need one in a PP at a PPR flex with Garrett Blunt, Deshaun Jackson, or Tavon Austin. <sighs> I would probably go with Blunt. First game back, he's liable to Lewis game though. He's liable to play, or he could get forty carries. He's liable to play two plays. I'm talking about Deshaun Jackson. Well, that's yeah, and be pouting on the bench again because it might be twenty-one nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go table on Austin here, but you nailed it. That's the perfect point. He's played one play, right? Pulled that, pulled or tore whatever he did with that hammy. It was supposed to be a three-week injury. Here it's week nine. So I have no faith that he's going to come back. No. He's going to be healthy, and he's going to be 100% and, here. Yeah, I mean, and, and from from my perspective, all these Deshaun Jackson questions throw out. Because I'm taking the other guy. <laughs> the I'm, other I'm, guy. I'm serious. Because I, I don't like the guy in fantasy. I don't like the guy as a teammate watching him, his antics on the field. I, I just do not like this guy. Yeah, you have personal vitriol towards him, which I like. I, I like it when you hate somebody. All right, well, that, that's about- Hey, that's one thing we did not mention. I mean, it is a huge, huge bye week this week. Arizona, Baltimore, Detroit, Kansas City, Seattle, and Houston. I mean, talk about fantasy implications. Yeah, I think this week's second only to week 11 when everybody's off week 11 yeah. with that late bye week. Yeah. What do you think? I, I think with these bye weeks, they should just—they'll never do it. Just shut down the NFL. Like it would probably be, it would probably be this week. You just yeah. shut it down. Yeah, I think that'd be better for fantasy owners. Anyhow. Oh, definitely for us. But I don't know. It's got to stink too being the NFL team with the week four bye or the week three bye, whatever that first one is. What good does that do you? You just yeah. sort of getting rolling. Everybody's still relatively healthy. And I think these teams with the week eleven bye, they actually have an advantage here. They get that week off, get healthy. I mean, especially if you've got older players, look at what that bye week did for Peyton Manning. And I think when you see Peyton Manning's performance last week, I think that had everything to do with it quite. Not everything, but a big part to do with it was him getting a week off, resting up that shoulder. And I think now going forward, you see back to a steady decline. But I I think it's big. But that has nothing to do with anything. What do we got here? About 1030. Uh, Real quick, maybe a couple starts at sits, Rick. That's that is an excellent idea. I mean, I had never thought about that, Rick. I mean, we. Uh, well, what I was doing was asking you to give me one. I know so that. If you well, you know, it's kind of like my Amari Cooper, Roddy White thing. Yeah, you're, you're in there with your in your chat room with all your no. all your cronies in there, not paying attention to anything I'm saying. No, one thing we we actually hit on it with. Um, I believe we went on Jersey phone call. I think Willie Sneed with McCourty out. I think you got to get him in your lineup. Yeah, that's that, that's. That's a definite. I think he's built himself up for, for weeks 
we we've got Willie Sneed questions, and you've talked a lot of Willie Sneed, and I and let's not forget over Drew. And over again. Yeah, and but but let's not forget, you know. When I was talking about Willie Sneed, you know, and, and it was kind of on and off a little bit. Let's not forget Drew Brees was battling that so- shoulder injury. I think the last couple of weeks he's proven that shoulder's fine. In New Orleans, tell you what, you know, Carolina, Carolina, but New Orleans still is going to have something to say about that division, I think. As weird as it may sound, Atlanta, I think, is a paper tiger. Right. And, you know – I, th- I still think it's Carolina's division, but New Orleans are starting to roll and they can score some points. Yeah, I don't think New Orleans has a shot to win no. it. I'm not even sure if they're if they're a playoff team, but but to say they they're going to have a big say and, and who does? I agree. Drew Brees clearly wasn't healthy beginning of the season. He is now 100% healthy. Now, with that being said, we talk about Snead. You saw what Colston did. Brandon Cooks had the huge week. You can talk about on the Giants side, too. Right. Throw that game out. That that is one of those weird, crazy anomalies. But what you see in Drew Brees is health, and that was my takeaway from that game. All the seven touchdowns and the the six on the other side and the 52-49 and all the numbers these receivers put up, I've been – ostensibly throw those all out because you, you'll see once a year you get a game like that and nobody can do anything wrong and the defenses just disappear from that game going forward that game is meaningless to me in yeah. terms of predicting the future here in fantasy football except for the fact to say all right Drew Brees is now healthy yeah and when Drew Brees is healthy he's still Drew Brees right you know it, the biggest concern obviously with Snead is the lack of yardage and right, I mean, right. as much as Breeze throws, he's only had 100-yard game all year. But, you know, let's not forget he's a rookie, and he's building up some rapport. Breeze is starting to trust this guy. Yeah, that's and a big thing. that's one thing that I really yeah, like. A 12-year vet at quarterback and a rookie receiver. Trust is the perfect word. they got to work it up. So, Rick, oh, it looks like we got a call on the line. Sorry about that. I wasn't watching our queue. Area code 8. Oh, hold on. Maybe. Maybe there it is. Area code 860. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Dean, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right, man. How's the dumpster uh, fire? Oh, the dumpster fire's still raging. <laughs> you know, I lost last week by 1.8 points, less than two points. And I got to give a big stinky sack to Matt Ryan, because if he doesn't fumble twice, I win that game. <laughs> Send it his way. Yeah. Anyways, dude, I heard you guys talking. I think it wasn't last week, the week, the week before that you guys were saying, oh, Dean ain't calling. He's mad about Latavius Murray. No, dude, I'm still <laughs> listening. <laughs> well, we keep track of that stuff. We, we, we hate we – hate, uh, most people are very vocal when, when we screw them over, and we do that and quite, quite well, a bit. In, in our defense, Dean, he did get injured that game. So, I mean, you know, you can't fully blame us. No, no, it's all good. It's all good, man. Um, everybody in my league hates me now because, you know, every week I have the first claim on the waiver wire, and I did get D'Angelo Williams. I think I think that's going to be big. I think it's going to be big today, and I think it's going to be big going forward. Not as dynamic as Le'Veon Bell, but you're looking for a volume play. There are no volume plays in the NFL anymore, and he's going to be on the field on third downs as well. Are they going to bring in Jordan Todman? I mean, what are they going to do here? D'Angelo Williams is going to be on the field a ton. I, I think maybe that can turn the season. Yeah, so that's that's part of my question this week. I got four running backs here. 
Uh, I got, C, you know, I got C.J. Anderson. What does that stand oh. for? Complete joke. I got him. <laughs> and we and can't I got Ronnie him. Hillman. Uh, Ronnie scored two touchdowns last week. Anyways, I got those two guys. I got Latavius. I got D'Angelo now. And I have Lamar Miller. I know it's a scary Buffalo thing, but last time he played Rex Ryan's Jets, he shredded him, if you remember that. I think that was last year. So who would you, out of can you guys pick two guys out of those guys to to start for running backs? Miller, Williams, and the two clowns in Denver. Well, Williams is a lock. Williams is a lock to me, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I think that Pittsburgh offense is going to be a lot different than what we saw last week. You know, Ben shaking some rust off for another week, and uh, you know, we saw what. Uh, Williams did the first couple of weeks. I mean, I, I see no problem with him at all. And here we go again, man. Well, we can I throw away these Denver clowns. We can throw yeah, them we're gonna out. throw away Denver. Latavius or Lamar Miller? It, it's it's Latavius Murray for me. I, I'm I've got him, and you know he ran for over a hundred against the Jets. You know that vaunted Jets defense that everybody was talking about, and now you know. It's one of those things. Oakland has appeared to be able to score on just about anybody right now. Really? Uh, really? This is closer for me. I, I, I agree with you, Dean. I don't want to throw out Lamar Miller just because he's playing the Jets. I wonder, number one, if they have two bad weeks in a row. Lamar Miller. Well, he's, playing even though, he's playing Buffalo. Or Buffalo. Why am I saying the Jets? Rex Ryan. Uh, Buffalo. Why. I got Ryan in my head. So, so you, you going? Oh, that is so tough. I'm not scared of Buffalo like I was at the beginning of the year. Latavius Murray, he's he's interesting to me. I think here's the tiebreaker for me, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to go against you, Rick. I, I was going to try to make this unanimous here. So Dean, you get to pick a favorite here. You don't have to say it on the air unless you want to. I'm going to go Lamar Miller. I think Amari Cooper has such a big game. I think Derek Carr has such a big game. I talked about it at the top of the show where the Steelers seem to pick the one stud and decide he's going to beat you. That I think Amari Cooper just goes insane if you're playing any FanDuel or DraftKings leagues. Get him out there. But Lamar Miller, there is a commitment to running the ball there. He got shut down on Thursday there last week. That was an anomaly, right. though, I think. Now that now he's that gonna see the ball, out of there. He's going to see the ball 20 times. I don't know if Latavius sees it that often. I wonder if Halu or somebody is seeing the ball down around the goal line and Oakland's going to have goal line opportunities. I'm going to go D'Angelo, clearly, and I'm going to go Lamar Miller on that. So we're going to vary a little bit on this one. Okay. Well, we'll find out next week when I call in to yell at one of you. Uh, <laughs> Hey, here's a stupid question. I got I got to start Antonio Brown, and I'm going to put Brandon Cooks in there. Between Landry and uh, Robinson, wouldn't you sit Allen Robinson this week and stick Landry in there? Yeah, boy, they they both got terrible matchups. Or you know what I might do here? Here's how my mind works. Uh, or the and it, sometimes it doesn't work out, but quite often it does. So is this the same team as that last team with the running back conundrum? Yeah, yeah. So if I'm starting Lamar Miller, do I really want Landry that's, in there too? That's sort of what I'm thinking. This is a 50-50 shot. It normally wouldn't be. It'd be, And, you know, it'd be Allen Robinson clearly, but he's probably going to see a whole lot of Darrell Revis. Yeah. That, yeah. that being said, they're going to if Fitzpatrick plays, they're going to be behind. Robinson's going to get his opportunities. If I'm taking what I consider at least a mild risk on Lamar Miller, I'm not going to also play Landry. I don't. They're not going to score 30 against Buffalo. So I'm going to go Allen Robinson here. But it's close, 
and that that's my rationale for it. Mm. Okay, man. Sounds good. It's tough. I mean, this- there's no question. I mean, Robinson's, you know, six touchdowns have really lifted him out. You know, he's made him uh, attractive. Uh, well, you know what? I could put a running back in the flex. I could put Latavius there. Oh, now you got Rick's attention. I, I still like the wide receiver in the flex if we're in a PPR league, generally. Latavius isn't going to be a PPR threat to, to outperform either of those guys. I think Jarvis Landry, he's going to get a ton of targets. I just wonder how much time Tannehill is. Tannehill really back? I know Miller's back. Is Tannehill really back? Oh, he against... was so bad at New England, man. I want to you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I worry about with Landry. If we run into the same situation, which you could – Going up against that Buffalo defense. That's why I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Allen Robinson. You know, yeah. if you decide to go with Rick and play Latavius now, over this, Lamar, is this PPR or standard? It's PPR. Okay, I mean, you know, and, you know, Jarvis Landry is bad as they were against New England. Still at six catches for 71 yards, and that's over 13 points. And you know, do you think they're going to get beat 36-7 by Buffalo? I sure don't. No. They could get beat seventeen seven. Is my concern there? My concern is, I mean, I tell you what, I, I oh boy, that is that is a tough question. You know, the Murray thing is it uh, is a flex is interesting if you're going with Lamar Miller. I, I'm with Rick on that. If you're going Miller one one way, I sure wouldn't go Landry with the other position. I mean, that's you're putting your eggs all in one basket there. So I mean, yeah. if you're going with Miller, which is what I sense, and you're incorrect, but anyway, <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, that, that may be the you know Alan Robinson. I'll tell you what, he's intriguing, and with all of, of Rick's bloviating about you know Blake Bortles, mark him down, 330 yards guaranteed, two three touchdowns. I'm really surprised he's backing off of uh, Alan Robinson like that. I thought you said Jarvis Landry. No, well, then I'm wrong then. Well, I can't pay attention to you. I was listening to Dean. But, okay, yeah, 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 I think Robinson's the guy to go with there in in my mind. And if you're going Miller running back, yeah, I probably wouldn't put Landry in the flex. Oh, okay. Well, i got to figure this out then. I'm just afraid of Revis shutting him completely down. He can do that. He's got it in him, but – yeah, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Robinson. He didn't shut Amari Cooper down last week. That's okay. good. Point. But we had Geno Smith in there. See, there's so many different scenarios with this game that, you know, Fitzpatrick went out last week. Geno Smith come in. He was a debacle. But, you know, that being said, the Jets couldn't stop Oakland. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, go with Robinson. I, I think he's – He's a pretty well-established play. I mean, no, even if they fall behind, I mean, you know, they're, they're, he's still going to be getting garbage time points. If it's a close game, he's the go-to mm. guy. I, I think Allen Robinson is probably the safest play out of all that. Okay, guys, I don't want to monopolize the time. I know you're going to be busy here. All right. Hey, it was good to hear from you, and uh, good luck this week. Let's turn it around. Yeah. All right, take it easy, guys. All right, we'll see you. See you, Dan. And we have uh, mic problems with uh, Rick's mic. Yeah, my here, mic so. keeps knocking out. Yeah, I don't so, know what's going on. Uh, but... Apologize for that. My bloviating on Blake Bortles, Rick. How about uh, what do we got here? No, I agree with you. He's been three, doing. He's been doing great. I was. I was t- said I was wrong, <laughs> and um, you know, I said that 
you know, I thought you had taken Landry over him. So that's why, you know, I, full disclosure, I said I was wrong. All right. Now I'm going to, I'm going to isolate that and believe that I'll be doing some homework this afternoon. All right, Rick. Well, it's uh 20 till let's get through our game picks here. I assume uh, Scott's around. We'll hear from Scott. Rick's shaking his head ruefully. Well, what are you looking at? I got a fish. All right. He said <laughs> that I did a buddy cop movie. Oh, did, did that finally come out? Yeah, it finally came out. He, he, he had the, the, the trailer picture. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Ryan Fitz. I didn't want to oh, say that, you know, because I, I figured people would think I was being biased towards Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> you know, and they found out that I made a movie with oh, him. Oh, pure genius. Everybody head over to <laughs> Ad Asylum Football. Check that out. You can see the uh, oh, uh, the I, movie poster for, for Rick Brady. That's on Twitter. I, don't, I have no – yeah, yeah Ad, and Ad Asylum Football. So go oh check that Lord. out. Oh, my Lord. Or not uh, – not, well, I don't know if it will show up on – Yeah, Earth, there it is. At yeah. – uh, what is it? At – score right yeah. check that out as well you can find it there all right rick let's pick these games so we can get scott in here we've got two mailbags. i don't think we need to get it scott in here <laughs> oh the war is back <laughs> hey he just reports the news rick he doesn't make it <laughs> yeah uh-huh he reports all right the well, news. where are my game picks here they are all right rick we the game we just spent uh, a lot of time talking about uh buffalo and miami yeah, that's a tough game. It really is. I have to find my picks. So Miami, you go first. So Miami at Buffalo. Tyrod is back. You know, Scott brought it up with his question, wondering if you start uh, Tyrod over over Andrew Luck, which I think the answer to that one's yes, quite frankly. Me too. I don't expect a big offensive outburst. Basically, we've picked against every Buffalo player and every question we had. Yeah, I – Sort of like we talked about with Dean, I think Lamar Miller will be okay. I, I wonder about Tannehill. I wonder about the passing game. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this where the home team's a tiebreaker. I'm gonna take Buffalo 22-19. I'm going uh, Miami. I think they can go to Buffalo and, and upset the Bills. I think they're, uh, you know, I think at 36 to seven, drubbing was a bit of an anomaly, a little reality right. check. But I, I'm like you. I, I just don't fear Buffalo like we did in the first couple of weeks. I got Miami 24, Buffalo 20. All right. Green Bay coming, uh, licking their wounds, heading into still undefeated Carolina. You know, and, and here's a real dangerous team right here. I think Carolina undefeated. I don't think they're going to be an undefeated team. And after the drubbing that Green Bay had, I think Carolina's in for a long, long game this week. I mean, I like Green Bay 27-17. Yeah, I will, I will start this with saying I now, and it took me seven weeks to get there. I now buy fully into Carolina. That defense is that good. Cam Newton is playing at that high of a level. Jonathan Stewart is able to stay healthy. Even without the weapons in the receiving game, Greg Olson is just just a gamer. He's just fun to watch. He's just one of those guys. I do buy into them from here on out, but I agree. As bad as Green Bay looked last week, Aaron Rodgers has too much pride. That team is too good. They have too much pride, and they win 27-21. A game I am really looking forward to because it won't be that New Orleans, New York Giants debacle last week. St. Louis had a surprising Minnesota, surprising to me anyhow. Yeah, and I think this is going to be uh, you know, a pretty defensive game. I think there's going to be a few points scored. But I like St. Louis. It's just a squeaker. I, I, I think they they can pull it out 20 to 17. All right. I mean, Adrian Peterson versus Todd Gurley. What else do you want? Two right. very different styles, quite, quite yeah. frankly. But, but both getting it done, both absolute studs. I'm going to go with the home team here. I don't know that St. Louis has enough offense. Minnesota plays 
I think that's what surprises me with Minnesota. I think we expected good things from Bridgewater. You got Peterson back. The emergence of Stephon Diggs certainly a surprise. But the defense in Minnesota is what surprised me. It's Nick Foles. So I'm going to default to Minnesota here, 23-21. All right. Hey, before we get to that, let's get caught up. Let's do it. Listeners first. Uh, Allen Robinson or or Stephon Diggs in in one-quarter point PPR. Stephon. He's got the tough matchup. I think Robinson is tougher. Diggs, I'm riding that hot hand. The kid just keeps doing it. You get him the ball in space, he will make a play. I think Minnesota's going to win the game. It's going to take a big Stephon Diggs play to do that. So I'm going to go with Diggs here. I think I will, too. I mean, uh, you know, Allen Robinson. I hate putting that kid on my bench, though, Robinson. He just gets it I know. Week in Six and week touchdowns out. For, the, for on the year. You know, I mean, if you're going to buy into the the matchup play, I mean, it, it's really tough. I mean, you got Jets def- opposing defense or the Rams, Rams yeah. and it still makes no difference. So I I have to ride the hotter hand right now, and, and right now it's digs by yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that that that's a whisker. That's a fifty-one forty-nine yeah. deal there for me. All right, we we good there. Was that yeah. the last one? How much time you want to spend on Washington at New England? Oh, I got New England thirty-eight, Washington seventeen. I, th- I think Washington actually moved the ball somewhat, but but it's going to be mostly garbage time. I think New England's going to whoop them. Yeah, yeah, forty-one twenty-four, New England. I, I won't even expect. I do think it's going to be a Deion Lewis type of game, though. I just got that vibe. Tennessee at New Orleans. Yeah, I think New Orleans, you know, has the offense going. Tennessee, they're in a in a coaching change, and. Sometimes we see some transformation with teams, but I just don't think Tennessee right now has the talent. And with McCourty out, I like New Orleans 31-13. Yeah, that's what it comes down to for, to for me. You saw the way I bought into the the Miami deal, what you call it, the Air Coriel Dolphins for, yeah. for a couple of weeks. The difference here is if Miami had superstar players who were being held down by poor coaching, Tennessee doesn't have that. Tennessee had a good coach. They've got terrible players. Even with Mariota back, I don't think this one's close. I got New Orleans 31-16. Spent a ton of time talking about this game with all the uh, Allen Robinson questions. The uh, Jaguars, your Jaguars, Rick, head into the Meadowlands to take on the Jets. Yeah, it's a tough place to go. And and the Jets are, are coming back from Oakland looking bad last week. But I think it's going to be close, but I like New York 27-20. Yeah, I originally had the Jets at 16-13 when I did these predictions earlier in the week. I was going under the assumption that my boy Gina was going to play. I'm going to add just one more touchdown, and I'm going to take the Jets uh, 27-13. Oakland heads into Pittsburgh, take on the Steelers. I tell you what, this game is very intriguing. There's no doubt about that. Both teams, I mean, this this is this is desperation, wild card implications for both these teams. Pittsburgh's at home. That way, that's why I'm going with Pittsburgh. Um, they're in the cold. Oakland's coming across country. I'm going Pittsburgh 34, Oakland 24. Yeah, I always like uh, like that home team when the other team's traveling across the country, but uh, not this time, Rick. Ben Roethlisberger in his career, 1-4 against Oakland, uh, against bad Oakland teams, much worse Oakland teams than this one. 
I believe sometime, some way, obviously the coaching staff was different for every one of those games. Yeah. The, the players were different for every one of those games. But I remember Bruce Gradkowski strolling into Heinz Field yep. and coming out with a win. It's just one of those weird things. I dare McFadden giving you right. another year of disappointment because you believed in him after what he did to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, yeah, the one ninety yard yep. touchdown reception. I'm I'm going to take the Raiders here. Weird crap like that just happened. I think it's real close. Oakland at the end, thirty-one thirty. Uh, how much time you want to spend on Atlanta at uh, San Francisco without calling Kaepernick? I have uh, Atlanta 27, San Francisco 10, just because. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, you know. 33-9, <laughs> same reason. Uh, New York at Tampa Bay. You know, I don't know. You don't know what to make of the Giants. It's unbelievable. Eli looks fantastic last week against New Orleans, and the defense can't <laughs> <they> stop <laughs> anybody. Yeah, he puts up 49 points, and they lose. But I still – I'm you know, Tampa Bay's coming off a really nice win last week, but I'm going New York 32-17. Yeah, I just can't buy Tampa Bay. I think Doug Martin has a nice game this week. It looks like Vincent Jackson's going to be out, if that's not a definite yet. It's basically a definite. I don't think we got to that at the top. I think that hurts uh, Mike Evans, quite frankly. We talked about it with Scott last week when we had some Mike Evans questions. I think Jay- I don't think Jameis is good enough when Evans is drawing the top coverage, probably the top two in coverage, quite frankly. Evans was decent last week, but certainly unimpressive. Yeah, Jack the Giants. Yeah. yeah, the Giants could just go out and lay an egg at any given time, and it's a possibility here. But if I got to put my money on it, I'm going to take the Giants 27-17. Game, everybody will be watching Peyton Manning and Denver head back to Indy. Yeah, I mean, they're going back to Peyton's house. So I, I don't think the home thing has anything to do with anything. Somewhere along the line, Indy's got to make it close. I think they do somehow, but I like Denver 28-24. Yeah, I I think it is an interesting game, but that that Denver defense is the real deal. They are so good. I mean, just one of these seven games that Denver's won, they've won five of them ostensibly on their own. Couple that with Andrew Luck, whose favorite hobby is making terrible decisions and throwing interceptions, and he's clearly not healthy. Peyton Manning, I think, has a big week here. I've loaded up on him in daily plays. He needs 270-something, I think, to become to pass Brett Favre for the all-time yardage leader. You know he's going to do it in Indy. These things just have a way of happening with these games. I'm going to take Denver 22-17, but I do think it's an interesting game. Just a snoozer on Sunday night. I can get to bed early tonight. Philadelphia heads to Dallas. You know, and that's what I thought, but you know what? I, I think somewhere along the line I'm going to be up watching this thing – some way, somehow, with Matt Castle, by hook or by crook. I'm going Dallas 24, Philly 23. I like Dez back in there. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, he's going to make a play, and I'm thinking Dallas is going to upset because it is the NFC East of 2015. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get here. I'm going to take the Eagles just, just to be, play it safe, 23-13. One thing I will say is through all these losses, by and large, Dallas has been within a field goal of all of these teams with all that tells me that defense is a little bit better than we think they are. But I just, Matt Castle just isn't good enough to put them over the edge. I don't think so. I'm going to go to the Eagles here, but believe me, I have no confidence. That's a one on your confidence (laughs) poll right there. And Monday night in what should be the biggest shootout in the history of the NFL, which means (laughs) it probably finishes nine, six somehow Chicago heads to San Diego. Yeah. And I'm taking San Diego because they're in San Diego, but I think it's going to be, you know, if you got Jay Cutler on your team, I'd start him. If you've got Phil Rivers, start him. Elshon Jeffrey, start him. 
you know, uh, Melvin Floyd stardom. You know, Antonio Gates. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly. Antonio certainly. Gates. I mean, that's we got a tough Antonio Gates question yeah. in the mailbag. But I'm going San Diego 38-34. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I got San Diego 37-31. This should be a shootout, which means in all likelihood it is going to be ugly and low scoring. What I'm watching this game for is to see what this offense looks like with Keenan Allen. We saw them in, yeah. in stretches without him. Can Malcolm Floyd step up? This is a guy who's been so interesting, so intriguing. He has such big games. He looks like a, a big-time wide receiver. It's never panned out. Stevie Johnson, maybe Stevie the Johnson guy who could be up. the X factor. He did earlier earlier on in the year. Yep. He, he he was a he was a big play. Floyd makes me nervous. Gates is always. He, does Melvin Gordon maybe turn it around here? He's he one. He's one I don't understand. Yeah, I think Danny Woodhead is yeah. massive. Get Danny Woodhead in your lineup. Hey, I'm going to go San Diego 37-31 here, but San Diego finds new and creative ways to lose games each and every week. Yes. Now let's go to the chat room because we do need three, Ooh, three. in a PPR right, format I got my pen out. My out asylum of fantasy football pen. Yes, you indeed. That, Rick? It's still writing. Okay. Langford. Okay. Miller. All right. Peterson. Ooh. McFadden. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeldon. Okay. Melvin Gordon. We need three. Okay. All so right. I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to scratch Melvin Gordon right now. Yep, scratch him. I'm going to scratch Yeldon going against the Jets. I like Yeldon, but I'm going to scratch him going against the Jets. So, so that leaves you Langford, Lamar Miller, Adrian Peterson, Darren McFadden. i tell you what, give me Peterson. Okay. With everything we just said about Chicago – San Diego, give me Langford. Yeah, I love Langford. He's definite. He's a definite for me. So now it's Miller McFadden. PPR? Yeah, it's PPR. Ugh. And, and let's see, Miller's playing Buffalo. McFadden's playing Philly. Give me McFadden. Yeah. Oh. I know you're a Lamar Miller guy, man. I know. I and know. I'm a Yeldon guy, and you threw him out, but I'm going to have to defer to you. I mean, against that Jets this, defense on I, this I don't, Yeah, I don't want to overplay the, the Jets matchup. You, you saw what what uh, your boy Latavius was able to do last week. But with this stack of, of just studs you have here, it's easy to throw Yeldon out, quite right. frankly. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Langford. I think Langford's number one on this list, quite frankly, for me. Peterson, so I agree. It comes down Lamar Miller, Darren McFadden, and a PPR. <laughs> oh, I still want to go Miller here, Rick. I, I can see a good argument for McFadden. I really can. I can also see McFadden limping off the field in the first quarter. I think Lamar Miller is just fine. So I'm going to stick to my guns. We had this decision earlier today. I'm going to go with Lamar Miller, so we're not going to have a consensus there. I don't know if Scott's in the chat room or if he's getting ready to call in. Maybe he can be the tiebreaker on this one. But it's Langford. No, he's too busy talking to his photographers and everything, I'm sure. <laughs> well, he's got a lot going on over there, man. He's a movie <laughs> mogul now. Yeah. Too. So Langford, AD, and I'm going to go Miller here. You're going to go McFadden. Keep that on the back burner when Scott yeah, calls in here close. at the top of the hour. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have him be the tiebreaker. All right. That's very close, though, I must say. All right. We're caught up in the chat room, buddy. Yeah, all right. So let's uh how about we'll hop into the mailbag off the start right here and uh when Scott calls in at the top well, of the we hour. can do a couple of more starts. All right, we'll do that. Sits, if you want to do that. We can uh I tell you what, here here's a good one here. I mean, you know, some of the obvious ones, D'Angelo Williams, you gotta get them in your lineup. Uh do you start a Malcolm Floyd? Is that a recommended start? I mean, because you know, we have Keenan Allen out and every and 
you know, look, we know what um, Phil Rivers can do with the football, throwing right. it around. But is Malcolm is he a legitimate recommended start? Yeah, he is. With the caveat that he could completely break your heart. He could do that. <laughs> he, he could absolutely crush your soul. But by all logic, by everything we know, by everything we use to, to make these decisions here each and every Sunday morning, yes, he is. He could completely disappear. You don't know why. He's going to have to be a big part of the offense. I think Stevie Johnson's the biggest beneficiary here. But, yeah, Malcolm Floyd, you got to go. With, yeah, you have to. Now, it, it, of course, it depends. You know, not over who oh, we right. talked about it. Allen Robinson all day. I'm yeah, still Larry with Fitzgerald, Allen. these kind of guys. We understand that. But, but, if, you're but rolling, if you're rolling for you, I don't think we have this in the, in the mailbag. If you're rolling Malcolm Floyd, I mean, you have to look at the buys. Maybe because you have a Fitzgerald right. off and so forth. How about it, Randall Cobb or Malcolm Floyd this week? <sighs> Give me Cobb. I, I think the upside. I think I go Floyd there. I, I think I have to go. Cobb, I, and and maybe maybe I shouldn't because it's just name and, and what he's done before. Look, he was like what the seventh leading receiver right, last right. year, but they're not doing it this year. I understand that. Um, that's a tough one. It, it's a tough one, but I I think look, Randall Cobb's in the thirties. Yeah, right now it's terrible. Wide. We were talking about before we went on the air. I tried to make a deal last night in the League of Consequence. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I with with Langford and with D'Angelo Williams, I got this glut of running backs. I tried. I made an offer to a, to an owner in our league, Jonathan Stewart, for uh, for Randall Cobb. And not only to get it turned down, the response was, "Well, this is a kick in the balls." I mean, understand everyone, all of you out there. Right. Randall Cobb's in the thirties. Yeah, in the thirties. Exactly. I, do I think he's going to bring it back? Yeah. I quite frankly, I do. That's why I offered this deal, but he's bad right now. Yeah. The, the Packers offense is bad, right? It's not as bad as it was last week, but it hadn't been good for two or three weeks leading up to that complete nutter meltdown. Last that's true. Week. That's true. You know, that's a good question. I think I would air. Well, we don't have that question. I'm just on the it side of Cobb, say 51, 49, something like that. But we have one in the chat room. All here. right. PPR. And this is an interesting question. Devontae Adams or Brandon Cooks? Oh, Cooks. See that I don't want any part of Adams. I don't I don't want any part of Adams as well, but you we talked about New Orleans spreader Cooks can disappear. Oh, he can. You know, he and that's can. the thing. I think I'd go with Cooks. I mean, pretty easily, but it is interesting. I mean, you start thinking about, well, you know, is Green Bay going to bust out of this slump? Yeah. But I don't it's think, not going to be because of Devontae Adams. No, I don't think that. And I'm not sure Carolina is the week that they're going to do it either. Yeah, I think they're going to win the game, but I don't think they find their, their offensive yeah. track this week and just run up and down the field down there in Carolina. All right, looks yeah. like Scott's on. Let's bring him in here real quick. Then uh, you could finish your point. Good morning, movie mogul now, Scott Fish. How's it going this morning? What's going on? I, I actually didn't have to work too hard to. I just looked that up during the show this morning. I saw the uh, movie poster online. That's pretty impressive, Rick. I, I don't know how that leaked out, quite frankly. <laughs> they, You know, they look, that, that's like a before and after picture. You know, uh, Fitzpatrick in 20 years, they look very similar. It's kind of creepy, really. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, It is pretty interesting. I'm also with you guys. Uh, give me cooks on that question currently being discussed. Yeah. Oh, by the and, way, uh, I, I thought I should also mention Jay Ajayi is off IR now. So just 
I'm just putting it out there. IJE. I did hear that. I don't think I have this on, on this board here in the, the attic barn. I, I got to get that up on this the board. Posh penthouse studio. Yeah, let's call it. It's about seven degrees up here. I can tell you that. I'm shaking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you, what was the one shot we needed from last night? Is all it is. But well, yeah, Cooks. I behaved last night. I was teetotaling last night. Oh, we had, we needed a tiebreaker, Scott. Uh, uh, he went McFadden. Oh, he went McFadden. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm off on the island here, Lamar Miller Island. And it's, I mean, it, in, I'm sure oh, Scott no, got to go there. What? I went Miller, Peterson, McFadden on that one. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. He went Miller, Peterson, McFadden, so he threw Oh, out. you threw out Langford. Boy, way to help this guy. <laughs> so you're not yeah. buying into the Langford thing, Scott? Am I Am I way overplaying this? Uh, I don't think you're overplaying it. I just like those three options a little bit better. I think Langford's, you know, a top 15 running back start this week. That's for sure. I, I just think the way San Diego's you know, past defense has been, I, I think he's just setting up to be, you know, a, a PPR guy in this game, no matter, yeah. even though he's not forte, I understand that. I just think that that's the way that offense rolls. Yeah, and San Diego's allowed 10 touchdowns to running backs this year and over 1,300 total yards. They, they're awful against running backs. That's, I mean, uh, it's not he. It's very tough for this guy to go wrong this week, in my opinion. He's got a lot of tough matchups, but but those are some those are some spot options. Yeah, no question about. It. All right, well, let's jump right into it here. We got a half an hour. We got uh, just a stuffed mailbag. Two two sets of sets of questions here. I'm gonna start. I put this one at the top. I think this is the toughest question of the week, and that's you don't often face that at the tight end position. Rick, I'll let you start because I know you're passionate about both these guys. Heath Miller or Antonio Gates? It's got to be Gates. It's just, just got to be Gates. I think in what I'm is going to be a shootout, you have to go with Antonio Gates. I don't, I don't think Ladarius Green's even going to suit up this week. Heath Miller, that being said, is a great option to have sitting on your bench, and it, it starts to make you think, obviously. But I just don't think he's – you know, he's not primed. He's just never been one of those guys that you're going to get – the 10 catches, then eight, and then seven, week in and week out. Gates can be that guy. Therefore, I'm going with Antonio Gates. Wow, that's really tough because this, this is, since Ladarius Green is out or likely to be out, uh, I would almost always take Gates, except uh, Oakland has allowed a touchdown to a tight end every week this season except for the Denver game because their tight ends are just awful this year. That's why they traded for Vernon Davis. Uh, they've they've allowed a touchdown or at least 45 yards in every game, uh, and, uh, including a couple hundred-yard games and a couple two-touchdown games. Just such a great option with uh, Big Ben still getting into gear. Uh, I would expect a, a decent game out of Heath Miller. I think he's a safe pick. I'm with you there, Scott. I thought I was going to end up on the island. It is Heath Miller. Fairly easily for me coming back. I'm coming off a ten game, ten catch performance. If I could spit this out last week, I agree with you, Scott. Ben still sort of working into it. That's his safety valve. I think this is in a standard format. I saw where I was looking at this this morning in a standard format. Oakland's given up 17 points a game on average to fantasy tight ends. It's just an absurdly good matchup for Heath Miller. And it makes you a little nauseous to ever sit down Antonio Gates, especially with that good matchup they have. But I'm playing Heath Miller this week. 
All right. I mean, I'll comfortably sit on Antonio Gates' eye. Oh, yeah. There's you're no not going to lose. <laughs> it's not going to crush you, no. I mean, we are talking might be talking the difference of less than five points here. Yeah. But I think even if it's one and we're right, I am going to just slam it in your face. Oh, yeah, week. and don't think I won't either. Okay. Right, this, this, oh, you go ahead. PPR. Matchup, I was going to say, as far as the matchup, the only tight end to get at least 35 yards against the Bears is Jimmy Graham. Everybody else has been held down by the Bears at tight end. Boom. That's all right. Watch. <laughs> Watch, boys. No, Antonio Gates will be fine. All right, Rick. Okay, now ahead. here's one. I, clearly, um, you know, the effect of the buys have hit this guy. We have a flex PPR question. Kenny Britt or Roddy White? Oh, God almighty. It's Is it that bad? Option. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'm sorry. That that was the question. What Sophie's choice? Huh? <laughs> My God. Uh, I, I guess it's Roddy White. What do you have? Two or three grabs last week. He'll at least be part of the offense. I have to assume. I don't know. Is Kenny Britt even still in the league? Yeah, he's in the league, but uh, I'm not convinced. Nah, but yeah, I think it's Roddy White all the way. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to concur. I don't think there's much to add to it. Both are playing pretty pretty decent defensive back matchups, in my opinion, in uh, Minnesota and San Francisco. But I think San Francisco is a little bit worse. Uh, I think uh, I think Atlanta's offense is a little better, um, or a lot better. And when in doubt, uh, do not go with the wide receiver whose quarterback is Matt or uh, Nick Holt. Yeah, that's always that's always a safe yeah. bet there. All right, here's one interesting, and this kind of goes off that that debate with the, the question in the chat room. I'm honestly contemplating starting Langford over Adrian Peterson. A dream matchup. Peterson hasn't scored since week four, and he's facing St. Louis. Should I pull the trigger? This guy did his homework. You guys still there? Oh. Yeah, what's the matter? You didn't hear oh. Rick talking? Uh, I, I it cut off the end. It went it went blank for a second there, but I did hear Peterson versus um, Langford. I'm still sticking with Peterson until I know how that offense is going to operate in Chicago, even though it's a dream matchup. And I do like Langford this week. I just feel with options like that, I, I would rather stick with Peterson. I would stick with Peterson too, with the caveat that Rick likes to say: if you're in one of these desperate situations where you know, the bye weeks are getting you, or you really need the upside, then you might want to go with Langford if it's PPR format, which I think you said it was, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That being said, you have to go with Peterson as a smart play. I mean, unless you're sitting at whatever, three and five, and you really have to win, you might want to roll the dice one time on Langford, you know, and, and see if it works out for you. But I have to go Peterson. I'd be curious who the other running back is that, that he's starting and who's in his flex, quite frankly. But if I have to make this decision, I'm going to go with Langford here. I think here's what we know Peterson's final stat line is going to be. 26 carries, 108 yards, and we're hoping for a touchdown. As the emailer pointed out, Peterson hasn't been in the end zone since week four. I'm going to assume if he's asking this question, he needs this one real bad. I'm going to err on the side of Langford here. But everything in me tells me to take Peterson. It's silly to ever sit down Adrian Peterson. I understand. I just think this matchup is too good. And if you're asking this question, you're looking for a real high upside play. So I'm going to take Langford here j- just for fun, just to put myself on. I'm get out the get out the uh, suntan oil and the coconuts. I'm going to Jeremy Langford Island. I believe I took Langford. 
Oh, they, no, you didn't. If okay. in, in a situation, you could take Lamford. Well, but you if you're going, so basically, you gave both answers, and now you're going to claim you're right on both ends. I am right. Typical Hollywood. No, Typical Hollywood. No, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's really a tough one. But, I, you know, yeah, I, I think a smart play is Peterson. I have to go with Scott. And, uh, you know, you are on the island. Yeah, I'll take it. Here we go. You knew one was coming sooner or later. Peyton Manning or Ryan Tannehill? I'm Manning this week. Absolutely. The matchup's better. How many times have I said I'm like a broken record? He needs 2-something, 270-something to break that record. He's going to do it in Indy. I think it's a lot. I worry about even in a huge week last week not finding the end zone, that them using the running game there. I worry about that. Tannehill could set up for a stinker. I don't know that I expect it, but that possibility's there. I don't see Peyton Manning throwing up on his shoes here in Indianapolis like he did a couple times earlier in the year. No, and I expect a lot of uh, a lot of scoring in this game. I expect uh, the two teams to combine for fifty plus points. I, I, this this is actually kind of tough for me because I think uh, I think Tannehill is going to have a decent you know twenty or so point day even against Buffalo. But uh, yeah, give me Manning. Can't, <laughs> we went from everybody wanting to drop Manning to starting Manning over Tannehill in two weeks. <laughs> We're a fickle bunch. Exactly. But, yeah, I'll make it unanimous. Okay, we have one in the chat room we might want to get to. It's a standard question. And we knew another one had to come up with uh, Lacey or Hillman. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm a – Lacey or Hillman, non-PPR? Lacey in Carolina. Boy, every week I say I think he's going to turn it around, but this matchup isn't good. I'm going to have to say that again. But Hillman, I expect a big – Big dose of C.J. Anderson this week. Hillman dealing with that thigh, you know, one hit on it that could be back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite the bullet and go Lacey one more time as I stammer and mutter. I just have no idea. I'm gonna go Lacey. Good, Scott. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Lacey as well. Uh, I know Hillman's got the much better matchup, but uh, it feels like it feels like it could be a C.J. week or a Hillman week, or Hillman could get rehurt. Uh, Lacey, I trust to actually get at least 12 to 15 touches minimum this week. Uh, I know Carolina is a tough defense, so give me Lacey. I'll have to make it unanimous. I, I tell you what, I, I'm a little afraid of that. Uh, if it's a deep thigh bruise, like Rick says, it could be one hit, or maybe they just use them as a and uh, they're going to use Lacey, no question. I'm, I'll make it unanimous. All right. I have got uh, – got to play one of these three in a flex half-point PPR, Willie Sneed, Heath Miller, Richard Matthews. Ooh, boy. In a half-point PPR. Wow. that, that That's a tough question. I'm going to throw Sneed out. Um, as much as I like Willie Sneed, but I mean, Will Heath Miller, great matchup, great rapport with Ben and yeah, Rashard Matthew. I tell you, you know, I tell you, I may actually, and I don't like to do this, throwing tight ends in, but I, I might go Heath Miller. Yeah, I agree with Briggs here. Uh, I've already said, I think it's going to be a decent week for Heath Miller. Um, half point PPR, it, Still, uh, still think Keith Miller's in for a good, you know, five, six catch game, probably, probably going to get in the end zone. Uh, I, I like Keith Miller. It's, it's weird, but uh, yeah, he's got a few good options. I think these are pretty even. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like Sneed with, with McCourty out, but like Rick talked about a lot in the show, you just don't know who it's going to be. Going back the entire span of Drew Brees' career in New Orleans, you don't know who it's going to be week to week. Rashard Matthews, I feel like we – I don't think we've ever recommended Rashard Matthews, and it, it's burned us sometimes. He's right in there in the conversation with all sure. these guys. But I'm unanimous on this. I think this is a huge, massive Heath Miller week coming off them 10 catches, the unhealthy bend, the – Poor, poor play against tight ends by the Raiders. I'm going to stick with Heath Miller there. All right, I, go ahead, Rick. You go out of your okay. mail back. Yeah, I just uh, it's, it's another quarterback question, and, and some of these get very difficult. I don't remember a year with so many quarterback questions. Right, but we have one here. Is Matt Ryan or Derek Carr? Oh, that's Derek Carr for me. I, I don't trust Matt Ryan. He he could go out and put up 350 and four, but he just doesn't do it for, for whatever reason. I think Carr, Carr to Cooper is going to be a big I'm, – I'm not even going to justify it. I like Carr this week. I like Carr too. And i tell you what, with, um, you know, with Freeman, the, the emergence of him with Atlanta, I, it, you know, they don't have to rely on Matt Ryan. Um, Carr is just carving up people. I mean, they carved up New York last week. I think they can move the ball on Pittsburgh as well. I'm going Carr. Yeah, I actually don't have this as close as, as most. Matt Ryan, I, I feel like this this might be more of a Devonta Freeman game. I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game. I feel like the, the Oakland-Pittsburgh game is going to be fairly high-scoring. And Derek Carr, he's, he's just been pretty subtly. Give, give me that. Yeah, I agree. So we, we, we're finally unanimous here this morning. Got a trade question I wanted to get to. I don't know if it's too late, but it, it's good conversation for the air anyhow. Where I just lost it there. Where in the world did it go? I I can't believe it. It just completely disappeared. Oh, here we go. It's a piece of paper in front of you. Nobody (laughs) took it. The ghost didn't come and take the paper. Well, I typed these things out rather than print out all the individual emails. And I, all right, all right. What a dick. (laughs) All right. In a full point PPR, I'm giving Devontae Freeman and Jimmy Graham and getting (laughs) Gronkowski and Jeremy Hill. Do you make that deal? Not me. I'm going to ride uh, Freeman. Now, it is, uh, as, far, as, far as, as far as he's ahead in, in scoring over any running back in this league, I'm riding that guy completely. Man, I'd like to know what kind of league this is. If this is a dynasty league, I'm taking the Gronk Hill side. I don't love Hill, but I would rather have Gronk in the long term. If this is a redraft team, I think I'd probably just stick with Freeman because running backs are so hard to come by this year with all the injuries. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This is so – basically what this comes down to is do you trade Freeman for Gronk? And without knowing the composition of this guy's team, there's every chance he's pretty solid at running right. back because Freeman was a, was a waiver wire guy. You see Freeman on a lot, of, a lot of teams with good running back situations. I always want Gronk. Graham, while unimpressive, he's at least looked like a pass-catching tight end at times here. I don't think I have the guts to pull that deal. Antonio Freeman is Marshall Falk. He is LaDainian Tomlinson right now. And at this point, I, I just can't get, give that up. Antonio Freeman's retired. Devontae Freeman. Did I say Antonio like, yeah, Freeman? <laughs> That's okay. I remember Antonio Show, Freeman. Showing my age here Actually, a bit. in one of yeah, my I wouldn't legs. start Antonio Freeman. No. I wouldn't do that. No, I, I can actually remember Antonio Freeman, one of 
I think he may have been the first wide receiver taken in a draft <laughs> one year, you know, back in the Brett Favre days and so forth. But, yeah, he's long retired. All right, I think we can uh, safely hit – I don't want to go with that one. I think Danny Woodhead's probably pretty obvious. Okay, with Chris Johnson on a bye, would you start Melvin Gordon or Rashard Jennings? Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, uh, Scott, I need a minute to think. I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. I, I just, I still can't buy into Rashard Jennings. And in a game where it's, uh, Tampa Bay just can't stop anyone you think I'd like to, uh, Rashard Jennings more. I honestly feel like it's going to be more of a passing day for Eli and more of a Shane Vereen day for uh, the Giants. So give me give me uh, Melvin Gordon slightly. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with Gordon based on that. In between the 20s, if he can keep the ball off the carpet, he's got the good matchup against the Bears. I think they're going to feature him in prime time a little bit. Well, it's going to be a Woodhead game, clearly where it matters, but I think between the 20s, I think he just gets more opportunity. I agree. I don't know how much Jennings carries the ball. Anytime they get inside the five, they bring in Williams inexplicably, who I don't think I've ever seen him finish one, but they bring him in inside the five. There's just so much not to like about Jennings, I'm going to have to defer to Gordon here. I tell you, I I think I'm going to very slightly go on Rashard Jennings Island. They're very close in yardage. Uh, yeah, you know, Melvin Gordon has zero touchdowns on the year. Yeah, granted, Jennings only has the two. But I don't know. There's just something about Jennings that, I mean, he just seems to be more part of it than Gordon is for some reason. I, mean, I don't know if that makes sense. But, you know, we talk about Danny Woodhead and so forth. But they're real close in yardage in in rushing. But he has 163 rushing – or, excuse me, receiving – yards on top of it. I, I like Jennings. I just think he's a little bigger part of it. I mean, but it's very close. All right, so welcome to... I don't know to- if that's 100% true. I mean, I know that uh, Jennings is the main ball carrier, but I mean, Rashad Jennings has, ha- has not had more than 16 touches in any game this year, and Melvin Gordon had 23 last week alone. Uh, it's really rough. I know that I know that uh, they're more banged up and Woodhead's going to be a bigger part, but I can, I can see an instance where Gordon's on the field more uh, this week because of all the injuries and Woodhead start, either comes out of the backfield or splits out a little bit. Um, but I agree with you. It's really, really close. I, I don't blame you for going on that island. All right. We've got a uh, long-time fan, first-time question. I like when they throw stuff like that in there. Who should I play? Uh, this is a PPR flex. Langford, Jordan Reed, or Ben Watson? Boy, that's a tough call. Langford, Rick, Jordan Reed, or Ben Watson? Now, he said this was PPR. One-point PPR. Okay, long-time fan, probably last-time question. <laughs> uh, we'll probably get three different answers here. To me, I'm going to throw Reed out. I, I Look, I, I love the guy, but I just I just don't trust you know, he too many concussions for me. Um, I, I think I'm going to ride the Langford thing. And um, I I just think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm going Langford. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, man. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I got an, uh, one where I could answer Langford. People keep asking Peterson Langford and, and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's, it's, it's tough for me. But this one, 
give me Langford. I, I think uh, he offers not only the highest upside, but I think he's a pretty safe draw this week with that that matchup. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it unanimous. If I'm taking Langford over Peterson, I got to take him over a couple of tight ends. Jordan Reed in what in a game where there should be a ton of garbage time, I, I think sets up for a pretty big game here. I'm buying full in on Ben Watson. It seems Drew Brees has finally found that that Jimmy Graham replacement he's looking for. But but Langford, just too many opportunities and just too good of a matchup. So I'm going to go with Langford as well. We've got uh, I'm in desperate. Well, this is desperation. I'm in desperation mode right now. One point PPR. Darren Sproles or Chris Thompson? Oh Lord. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> well, my first question, and I should ask this with the Ken, the Kenny Britt Roddy White, uh, is Jay Ajayi available for this guy to pick up? Because I think that might be a good option. Ajayi. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually think this is a decent week for Chris Thompson in a PPR role, playing from behind. I think you said PPR. So give me Chris Thompson as they're behind New England by 30 trying to uh, play catch-up. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think, was it with Jersey? I recommended Thompson over somebody who was uh, uh, more attractive than a Darren Sproles. Sproles just disappeared. There there were flashes at the beginning of the season. I felt like Sproles might be back a little bit, and he's just completely gone away. I think with DeMarco finding his way a little bit, my boy Ryan Matthews, has been fairly steady in that bad offense, and Sproles has just gotten lost there. So, so for me, this is Chris Thompson being this a PPR. I think he has a lot of opportunities this week. Yeah, I agree. We'll make it unanimous. I think it's to me, it's pretty easy. I'll go with Thompson over Sproles. Here's one here, Rick. Uh, PPR question: Pick two. All right. We have Jonathan Stewart. There, my boy. T.J. Yeldon. Demarco Murray. Yeldon and DeMarco, oh, oh, boy, 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 boy. So, Stewart's the obvious play here. So, this comes down to Yeldon and DeMarco for me. Oh, did they say PPR? I, yeah, I, don't, suppose, PPR. I don't suppose it really matters here. Actually, mm-hmm. oh, do I have the guts to take DeMarco? Being PPR, Murray may be more intriguing here. I'm going to go Stewart, Yeldon going up against the Jets. You know what? I'm going to go Stewart and Murray here. I, I don't. I don't like this Jets matchup for Yeldon, not so much in their ability to slow him down, but in their lack of fear of the of the passing game, if that makes any sense to you. And I don't know how much work Yeldon sees. I'm going to go Stu and Murray here. You know, I know Yeldon, you know, they're coming off a bye. They went into the bye. Yeldon had, I believe, 115 yards against Buffalo over in London, I believe, and then they go on a bye. Boy, it's hard to sit this guy down. Uh, you know, that being said, I mean, I, I saw Stewart last week kind of ho-hum it even in a win. You know, I, I think I'm going to go Murray, and I'll throw Yeldon in. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't Ooh. see that coming. Okay. Well, I'm going with Rick Flieger on this. I feel, I feel bad going against Hollywood Rick Riggs uh, again here, but uh, – Give me, give me Murray, Bench uh, Yeldon, that Jets matchup. I mean, that's just, that's just rough. The Jets have allowed 200 yet less rushing yards than any other team in NFL, and they've only allowed one rushing touchdown. Uh, ironically, to Darren Sproles. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bench Yeldon. All right. All right. I love being on islands. All right. I need three of these four in a PPR. The, I know one of the, 
I have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the picture of Flieger on Geno Smith Island, though, which I still yeah. think is the best picture I've ever seen. <laughs> I had a good time there. Geno's a party. He's not much of a quarterback. <laughs> Geno's a party, man. I'll tell you, I'll give you that. All right, let's. I'm going to skip to this one. In a non-PPR, I need two of these three: Dion Lewis, Chris Ivory, Mark Ingram. I'm not certain that it's really even that close, but go ahead, Scott. I'm going to go with uh, Lewis and Ivory. I like the matchups better. Um, my, uh, I, I guess, I guess that's basically all there is to it. I, I have trouble benching Lewis just because. Uh, he's such a good PPR back, and even if he doesn't have a great game, he can get you some PPR points. And Ivory, I just, I just can't quit him right now. I just, I just can't well, bench him. PPR, right? Yeah, this is this is standard, Scott, non PPR. Oh man, I, I, I heard PPR. I guess, uh, wow, that makes you. You know, I'm gonna. Oof, wow, you know that that is gonna change it up for me. I think that I think New England could get a, get ahead and just run out the clock with Blunt. Uh, so, if it's non-PPR, give me Ivory Ingram. That, that does fit things. I think I'm going to have to agree. I, I like the guys that are the meat and potato guys, especially around the, the goal line. And uh, I'm, I'm going Ivory and Ingram as well. It's it's definitely Ivory. I, I can't get away from Ivory. You had a stat Wednesday, Rick, where Ingram, he was in the top five, wasn't he? A running back or in rushing or, or something like that. As I look down through his games logs here, though, 9 for 24, 16 for 53, 14 for 50, 17, 77, 57, 46. Had the big one against the Colts, 16 for 80 in that debacle last week. He does have 33 catches this year. I think I'm still going to go with, with Lewis here. Even in non-PPR, he's going to get that yardage. And I, I hearken back to, and this is going to sound stupid, and probably because it is because I am stupid. I'll beat you to the punch there on that one, Rick. I think back to the 2007 season where the Patriots were all pissed off and just rolling over people, and they were still throwing in the fourth quarter to get to that 50-point mark against this very Washington Redskins team. I think uh, history just has a way of repeating itself, and I think Deion Lewis will be a big part of them getting to 50. So I'm going to go with Lewis, and I'm going to go with Ivory here as well and begrudgingly sit Ingram down. Okay, you know – the stat I had, um, you know, I mean, is is obvious. You know, we all three said, you know, Ivory's the guy. Mark Ingram's ahead of Chris Ivory in rushing. And uh, he's 10th in the league in rushing at 530 yards. You know, I still think Ivory is the obvious plays. And, um, but he's averaging 10 yards a game more than Mark, or excuse me, um, he's averaging less yards per game than Ivory because of the buys. But it's still – He's know, also averaging playing Jacksonville this week, so that exactly. makes Chris Ivory the, the obvious play there. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Lewis. I just have a feeling history is going to repeat nothing itself, and they're that. going to try and pour it onto their skins this week. I don't know why, but they did it before. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think it's real close, and it's a tough situation to be in. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hop through here. I got one oh, here. Yeah, go ahead. This is, this is a tough one here. We've covered both of these guys. And uh, Jordan Matthews, Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah, those are two guys. I think Cobb just has the higher upside. I still believe, we talked about earlier, I think Jordan Matthews is going to find a way. I think the Sanchez rolls into town here sooner rather than later. If it's true that he his, he was banged up, he had that injury to his hand, and it's healthy now, I think you've seen him get targets. 
but I'm not going to quit Randall Cobb just yet. I'm getting close. He's still the number one option to a what has to be a really, really pissed off quarterback right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to uh, Randall Cobb. I just, I just feel it's a lot safer. Um, I, I think Jordan Matthews has the propensity for too many of those like 30-yard games and 15-yard games that just completely screw you over. I love, the, I love this Philly Dallas game. To, you know, they always have high-scoring games, but uh, I, I figure, I figure I'd rather take the safety in Randall Cobb. I'll make it unanimous. All right. Yeah, so. I think we have time for what? One more, maybe? Oh, yeah. We're out. Man, this went quick. Here. Yeah. So I have a standard league. So no PPR. Okay. I need two of these three. This is interesting. So we got Peterson. He's back. Langford, he's back. And let's throw D'Angelo Williams in the mix. So need two in standard Peterson, Langford, D'Angelo. Peterson and D'Angelo for me. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's <laughs> – I'm sorry. That's that's so easy for me, too, Peterson and D'Angelo. Uh, i got to stick to my guns here. If I think Langford's going to outperform Peterson, Langford's in for me, so it comes down to Peterson and D'Angelo well, Williams. Well, standard format, to me, it makes a lot easier. You know what? You're right. That was a PPR question we answered, so I can cop out here because I actually agree. I like Peterson and Williams here, especially in a standard. I think a lot of Langford's damage will be done in the passing game. So I will cop out and I will, I'll go with Peterson and D'Angelo. <laughs> All right. So last one, we'll get you out of here on this one, Scott. Uh, who do I sit? This is a stand, another, a lot of standard scoring leagues this week. Who do I sit? So we got to sit one of these, Amari Cooper, <laughs> Langford and Darren McFadden standard scoring. I think this is actually pretty oh. simple being standard. Dang. Um, to me, I think I'm going to sit McFadden. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with uh, Hollywood there. It's, uh, <laughs> this how can I, how can I go from Sir Wellington Briggs III to Hollywood? I mean, yeah. Well, you leveraged, your, you leveraged your billions for <laughs> fame out in Hollywood. It seems like a straight line to me. <laughs> hey, you're a movie star now. I got a – oh, my Lord. I just got an email from my photographer. I didn't know yeah, Briggs owned his own island. And I got I got a picture of him from Halloween. Halloween, and it's Hollywood Hulk Hogan costume. That's pretty impressive. Wow! Well, I, this photographer of yours, uh, Scott, is a genius. He's just always in the weeds wherever Rick Briggs is. You know what? You know what, Scott? You know I, I'm starting to realize what's going on now because I remember an innocuous conversation, ex-producer of ours, Frank, that he used to take pictures. And now, ah, I'm getting to the you, bottom you of it. Well, you remember you can't mess with Frankie carrying a sledgehammer around <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Frank's a big guy. Yeah. You don't mess with him. This picture is just going to keep on coming. Disgruntled <laughs> producers are always very helpful. <laughs> All right. Well, Rick, you sat down, McFadden. I think I'm going to do it in this as well in a standard scoring league. Uh, Scott, we'll give you the last word here. Yep, yep. That I uh, I must uh, gloss over it there, but yeah, I'm sitting McFadden. I, I just can't ever bench Cooper, and Langford's got a great matchup. Okay, we have to get back to the chat room oh, before right. we get out of all here. Right. We are overtime here. <laughs> Desperate after losing Romo, Foster, and Keenan Allen, oh, we have Lord. standard scoring again. Deshaun Jackson, Ronnie Hillman, Rashard Matthews, C.J. Anderson, or P.T. Cruiser. <laughs> Need to. Wow. 
All right, I need two of these. This is a standard scoring league. Standard. Right? All right, so I'm going to go in order here. I'm going to throw out Pierre. I, I read a big thing last night that he's just nowhere near game shape. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, so exactly. I, he could be intriguing later on if I can't get healthy, but he's just nowhere near there yet. Uh, Richard Matthews, I think, is the number one guy here. And I'm going to go with Anderson. I think we see a whole lot of C.J. Anderson this week, maybe more so in the passing game. And I understand this is a standard league. Deshaun Jackson, I don't want to count on that 70-yard touchdown, which is what I'm going to need out of him. And I'm going to take Anderson over Hillman this week. So I'm going Richard Matthews and C.J. Anderson. Well, definitely Matthews is the number one guy for me. There's no question. I'll go there. Yeah, to me, it's it's between Anderson and Hillman, and reluctantly, I guess I have to go Anderson. I just you just don't know about this thigh. Well, no, bruise. it's a disaster. If, if it's a deep thigh bruise, I mean, you, we could see a lot of CJ Anderson, and Hillman if, could look good at the beginning. One hit on that, and yeah, exactly. we're right back where we were. I mean, on I know it's a cautious week. play, but I think I'll go Anderson as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Ryan Matthews. And, by the way, he he clarified that it's Ryan Matthews, not Rashad. Oh, yeah, oh, you're right to see that now. I yeah. don't think that changes anything for No, me, I'm though. going yeah. Matthews as well, yep. Yeah, like like I said before, that Philly-Dallas game, I, I love that matchup. So, uh, give me Ryan Matthews. It's weird that Hillman is named the starter for this game, but I still prefer C.J. Anderson, I think. And it seems like you guys do as well. It's I, I don't know how minor that hip thing is, but even if he's, Hillman's 100%, I don't know. There's there's something I just feel like uh, feel like uh, C.J. Anderson is going to be a bigger part. So give me Matthews and Anderson, but, man, that's rough. Yep. All right, a bit unanimous there. All right, Scott, you have got to get on the phone with that uh, photographer. I'm sure you got a lot of work to do. So we appreciate you taking the time again. Why don't you take a minute, tell everybody uh, where to find you and what you got going on. Uh, running a bunch of rookie and Debbie mocks over at DLF, uh, at Scott fish 24. Um, that's about it. That's about all I got going on. So, uh, contact me if you need anything. <laughs> Have a good all right. one guys. Thanks for having all right, Scott, we appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, Scott. All right. Well, that was Scott Fish. Uh, yeah, I think you. I think you nailed it. I think I it's think Frank. Frank. I know it is. Oh, and that stinks yep. for you because there ain't a damn thing you can do about that. No, but, I tell you, uh, Frank's a yes or no sir kind of guy. <laughs> That's I all don't you know, know though. The old Pedro, I got some. I got some. You know, still contact with Pedro. He, you what know, do with Pedro. Oh yeah, just say, That's what you don't know. <laughs> all right, we got to get out. All of here. right, yeah, it's probably about time to break it up. Thanks so much for joining us this week here on the Asylum. You can keep those questions coming at Asylum Football, Asylum Football at Gmail dot com. We will be back Wednesday with an all-new episode live, 8 o'clock, Blog Talk Radio, AsylumFantasySports.com. Check us out Saturdays, 1 o'clock Eastern, FantasySportsNetwork.com, cable networks all up and down Canada and the East Coast. So until Wednesday, good luck this week. We'll see you. Take care.